Hey, I'm Zanzi and welcome to Farmer's Inside Track episode 187. I'm your host, Dawn Umdu. There is no doubt that rolling blackouts negatively affects farming operations and production along the agricultural value chain in Mzanzi. In this edition, we share some tips for farmers to survive power cuts with Dr. Nodir Malan, Senior Lecturer in Development Studies at the University of Johannesburg, and Daniel De Sosa, the co-founder of The Farm Nearby, Food for Mzanzi commercial journalist. Octavius Pandil chats to them about the alternative energy options for farmers and how agriculturalists should change their business models. Thank you, Dawn. Dr. Nadia Milan, Mzanzi witnessed daily how power cuts are affecting farming operations. Do you think that alternative energy is the best decision for farmers right now? Load shedding, it's looking dire, but come on, let's think about what you can do. Now, the first thing that you need to think about when you have higher costs is that if you can save energy, say, around electricity, the money you put in saving with your existing infrastructure is going to give much higher returns than replacing the infrastructure with solar panels and such. So it's really important to start with saving and looking at your whole energy and electricity use system and look at things like lights that are on in the day. These pilot lights on televisions and radios and, and computers that stay on all day, they use 15% of your energy. And that's a lot. It's a huge amount. DIY retrofit. Water pipes can be paper macheed and insulated. You can replace relationships instead of savings in the sense of how you trade with your purchasing and your inputs and trying to get savings on bulk buys and things like that. Why is it important to save with the existing infrastructure? Is this a measure to preserve or take time to thoroughly plan what's best for farming operations? If you're going to win this load shedding fight, If you can't save, you're never going to make it. So save even with the existing infrastructure. After that, you know, design and plan a transition to alternative technologies and then slowly start acquiring them. And that's really the only choice. We're going to have to wait five to six more years before we have energy security in South Africa. Are the business modules upon which agriculture is built able to survive the power cuts and what should be done here to achieve that? But the business models that upon which agriculture depends, those are actually in question in the context of sustainability. And sustainability with it's not only that there's resource scarcities, it is also that the way in which the enterprise models work, they leak because they are focused on one thing. For instance, a milk focus only on milk and perhaps a bit of meat if it's the right breed. But you see, it's focused on one and so ecologically that system leaks. So what we need to find is that different business models will change the equation on how solvent you are. And different business models, like a strong circular model, which is deeply designed and catches all the leaks of waste and repurposes it as byproduct of the enterprise, something like that can give you a resilient system, which will maybe be more important in times of sustainability and climate change than a business model, which pushes you, pushes you, pushes you. And I can hear behind Nompe and Tabu, I know what's going on in the milk industry. It's not a good industry for farmers. That industry is pushing you to just produce, produce, produce higher and higher volumes because there's such competition and you're all fighting against Frontera in New Zealand that just produces so much that it's just it's an unfair game. To get out of that game, you have to innovate in a circular business model. And it's a long story to talk about, but maybe I can just offer that as something to think about in the future. Daniel De Sosa, you are in the crop industry. Are there any tips you want to share with Mzanzi to survive power cuts, especially 
in the crop industry? Personally, I'd like to just say I, I sympathize with you know, large-scale farmers, poultry, dairy farming. I think heavily weighted on scheduled irrigation and processes that are reliant on electricity. I think that's massive impact in your business. So I think also the cost of uh, for running generators, really load-shedding fuel prices, I think are definitely factors that have, I think, pushed us as a business to go the direction we have chosen to go. I think now more than ever, I think it shows the value in adopting certain growing methods for veg production. I think with the challenges we're facing now, I think it's important to know that there are other means to adapt, we've just been discussing. So I'll just start off with saying that a little bit about the farm nearby. I mentioned earlier, we, we aim on inspiring people to rethink and change how the food system works and how we view the spaces we live in. So if you look at small to medium scale farmers, who are still making use of techniques like spin farming. You know, we've done uh, talks with you guys on Food Fund Sanzi before, so if anyone's encouraged to go and read about us, if you're, you know, feel free to do that. But I think small plot intensive, no-till methods are a big aspect of our business now, you know, working in the areas that we have managed to uh, grow our business towards helping people outside the city as well, who are, you know, daily facing issues before now, big power cuts, water cuts too. If we focus on smaller spaces to be more productive, we're able to use more traditional watering methods, you know, hand-watering cans, gravity-fed Jojo tanks. I think there are small little tricks of the trades that you learn along the way. And I think those are sort of things that I think we need to lean on, which is staring us around the face. You know, everyone has access to a hardware store that go and purchase a Jojo tank or at least already have access to that for outside toilets or whatever the case be. So again, small to medium scale farming, I think that would be a major encouragement. I encourage people to look at gravity-fed Jojo tanks uh, to the outside areas. Uh, if you've got like, a big open space, you know, that's also something that you can get pressure from. Obviously, that brings its own challenges. We've got manual labor, as we were saying earlier, other farming sectors, you know, you're forced to come up with other ways to ensure efficiency. We make means of incorporating uh, landscape fabrics, mulching, you know, those sorts of techniques to keep moisture within the soil. So I think more time in the field now with a more hands-on approach with watering cans, you know, using a host pipe out in the field, the team, if you're able to build that into your daily schedule, it ends up being a little bit more productive than you expect. If you're out in the field a lot more longer, you see things differently, you take notes, you're part of capturing aspect of your business enhances. I think you learn a lot more from not only the negative aspect of what we're dealing with, but the positive. So I would say tan watering, gravity fed Jojo tanks, more time in the field means something data capturing can improve. And also the rate at which you know, newcomers into the industry can learn. I think it's forcing us to be a little bit more involved rather than sitting back trying to figure out what other people are doing rather than just getting involved. Obviously, hydroponics is a bit different. Inverters are another alternative to generators. Might be a bit pricey, so I think that also comes with its own risks. Obviously, everyone knows. I mean, theft is also a thing, so I think people would about you in terms of how you do that. But I think the first and foremost thing for, for small-scale veg farmers would be to consider alternative methods like spin farming, no-till methods, and then mulching. Those are small techniques and tweaks that you can incorporate without a very heavy overhead cost upfront. And finally, Dr. Milan, I want to get back to you about the business modules agriculture is built on. What are those practical tips that can save or provide relief to farmers when it comes to power cuts? You know, when you think about a circular business model, one way to get your grips around that is to divide your business into the different systems that makes it work and look at how the energies, good people, relationships and things flow in each of those. So your typical systems would be, first of all, your energy system, your water system, your waste system, your land system, for farmers, those are important. But then there is your operations, which you could conceptualize also as a circle that feeds off the others, et cetera, et cetera. Even marketing is a relationship system with your, your buyers and those you purchase from your logistics and that, which is a two-way street. So you have to build those kinds of things. But when you get to the ecological side, it's really, really important to be quite creative and bold and think about the waste. Like, for instance, a chicken farm would certainly have chicken waste. You have to simply sell it or repurpose it in another production system on your farm where you grow vegetables. 
You just simply cannot waste the value that the chicken wastes. You have to look at all those things. So your water system, even something as complex as a technological system, are you buying your technology? Why are you buying new things all the time? Why don't you buy things that you can repurpose? Why don't you have the capacity to repurpose and DIY? There's all those things that you simply have to do. Thanks so much, Octavia. And it was great having you here once again on Farmers Inside Track, Dr. Nudia Malan and Daniel DeSosa. For more advice on this topic, go to Farmers Inside Track on www.foodformzanzi.co.za. That brings us to the end of this edition. From Ido Numdu, Octavius Bandil and our producer Megan van der Fendt and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.